in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the well-traveled Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> I say that because, Glenn, you just got back from Colorado. I got back from Colorado, and, and it was a, a, a well-traveled journey. That's an interesting uh, drive from Kansas <laughs> to Colorado. It's, uh, it's like 10 hours of nothingness. It's like, you know, you get out to western Kansas, and it's uh, it reminds me of a bunch of, like, uh, old-school westerns. Yeah. You know, where... People out on the trail, they go a little bit crazy, mm-hmm. you know, stir crazy due to the just the harsh realities of the environment. You know, well, I mean? it's it's windy. It's so windy out there. Yeah, it we is. We were driving back on the way out. It wasn't that bad, but on the way back, there were like we had some really really strong winds going across the vehicle, and like there's all these tumbleweeds literally like rolling yeah. across. I mean, it's just it really is like like a like a, a western. I just yeah, I, there's this one convenience store. That's like I want to say it's a, I don't know like Colby Kansas is that oh, sound right? We stopped there, yeah. Yeah, there's this one convenience store out there that it's like a it's almost like a truck stop in the middle of nowhere or something like we that. We stopped there, yeah. Okay, it's like the one place, you yeah. Know? Like that's where everybody stops, you know. The they Oasis, have like a, the Oasis, yeah. yeah. And they've got like this like a subway and a bunch of other stuff. In yeah. It, yeah, I just remember every time I've driven out that way, it's like a requisite <laughs> stop that you have to got make. to, yeah, um, for sanity. So how was the uh, how was the trip to Colorado? The trip was fantastic. Uh, mm. Let's see, we we toured a brewery, which we'll talk about later. Oh, a little teaser there. Yeah, can't stop listening now. Yeah, um, that'll that'll show up later. <clears throat> um, we went to brewery. We uh, stayed in a cabin up in outside of Nederland, which is like outside of Boulder. Cool, beautiful. Um, hit hit lots lots of different parts of the state. We went to a wedding. Crashed another wedding? No, I'm kidding. We didn't do that. But how was the cabin? The cabin is that the place you showed me that you were going to rent out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It was yeah. it was great actually, yeah. and it was just as expensive as a hotel. Yeah. Like a like a cheap like a hotel. hotel. Okay. Like a cheap hotel. Well, if you're staying yeah. in Colorado, you kind of have to do the cabin thing. I mean, that's, oh yeah, it's pretty awesome. I know. Yeah. I, I I love the state. I love mountains. I love once you get into Colorado. Um, the drive, you know, is just gorgeous going on I-70, mm-hmm. cutting through everything. But I will say this, Brian. I never fully appreciated how I, – I, I really enjoyed the trip back, actually. Really? Going through western Kansas. I don't know. I just saw it in a new light. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's no place like home, Brian. It's true. It's true. Granted, western Kansas is insanely different than where we are yeah. in eastern Kansas. but. Yeah. But uh, just getting home, there's no place like home. Mm-hmm. Getting back, well, you were gone for a while too, so it's yeah, kinda, yeah, and disconnected pretty much. I mean, you're yeah. kind of biting with the sharks off in the wilderness, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. We we went on some hikes with the kids. It was great. That's good. It's great. It's good. How was your week? Well, not as eventful. Okay, but you know, you didn't climb any mountains. No, I didn't. Okay. There's no there's there's no mountains right here to climb, Glenn. But well, I mean, it could be it could be metaphorically. Yeah. Well, speaking of metaphorically climbing mountains, Glenn and I are also. <laughs> co-founders uh mountain climbers of a site called gentleman.com we've reached the summit we well <laughs> we've we're, we're getting we're, there we're getting there so every day is a new step <laughs> it's the longest mountain climb in the history of mankind Chink. uh Chink. yeah exactly uh so gentleman.com is a site for manly things uh if you haven't checked it out stop by for a few minutes and check it out join us on our expedition mm. into the inner workings of manliness mm. on the internet um and you choose do that. your own adventure. Choose your own adventure. You could be a explorer with us, me mm. and Glenn, by joining gentleman.com. Uh, and once you've explored the vastness of gentlemen, you know, like these explorers of the days past, you know, you Magellan. think about, you think, yeah, Magellan, you think about these guys, Coronado. Jacques Cousteau, oh, maybe, yeah. you know, like explorers, you the know, deep. Uh, you know, they get to a certain point in their life, they've explored everything, they're sitting back in their chair, they're like, you know, they need that new challenge, you mm. know what I mean? Your new challenge, you know, once you've gone to the depths of Gentleman.com, your new challenge could be exploring podcast.gentleman.com, which I assure you is a treacherous and dangerous and scary voyage Mm. into the abyss. Yes. If you start listening to this thing and you commit yourself to getting to the bottom of every episode... That's a that's a that's a dangerous task you're undertaking there. 
there's not a lot of places to turn back. No, you know what I'm saying? There isn't. It's a. It's yeah. Once you get started, oh I, yeah, you know you're you're getting into dangerous waters. Speaking of dangerous waters, Brian, mm-hmm. in our podcast yeah. last episode, I referenced. I I told a story that was a little. Um, you know, it was personal. Uh, yes, included my wife. Yes. talked about me accidentally strewing her. Strewing, strewing, strewing her her unmentionables <laughs> across a hotel. Strewing and, and throwing on accident. Strewing, strewing. Yep, I did that uh, on accident. And anyway, and I, I I remarked to Brian that there's no way my wife would ever hear this anyway. I don't think she's ever listened to one episode all the way through. Mm-hmm. Well, as fate would have it, on the way back from Colorado, my wife says, "Glenn, I'm in the mood to listen to a podcast." And I said, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Let me put on episode six for you. We, yep. Yeah. So I, I uh, flip open episode 27. Um, and uh, I'm thinking, I don't even think anything about it. I, we've yeah. recorded so many of these. They're all yeah. blurring together. But uh, we get to that point And I say, ah, don't worry about it. You know, Lynn will never. Mm-hmm. And she heard it. She heard it, Brian. Mm-hmm. Well, But it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You're I still live, alive. I'm. So. Yes. That's um, good. Well, the scars aren't visible. Yeah, I was going to say. They still cut yeah. deep. Yeah. Um, so. I see. Yes. Well, I'm glad you made it through that, Glenn. Yeah, that's, that's good. Thank that's you. Good. Anyway. Yeah. Being part of this podcast, Brian, can be dangerous. It can be. It Man, can be. that's like the overarching theme, mm-hmm. you know, this this show. The the thrill and danger of yeah. podcast.gentleman.com or yeah. gentleman.com. Yeah. Being part of that community, there's a rush. Mm-hmm. There's the adrenaline, a little, a little, little fear, a little bit, yeah, a little bit of fear. You're not sure yeah. what's going to happen next. Yeah, anything could happen. Mm. And you know, if anything does happen, you <laughs> could uh, get in touch with us, Glenn. You could, <laughs> if anything happens to you while yes. listening to the podcast, right. you right. could, you could get in touch with us. SOS. How would the yeah SOS? And the best way, you know, when you're in an emergency and you need assistance, mm-hmm. the best way to do that is to take a second mm. and write out a letter. And put a stamp on it, mm-hmm. and then put it in your mailbox, flip the red flag up on your mailbox. Right. Got to uh, do that. It's an important step. Indicating that you have mail to go out. Mm-hmm. Then the next day, the U.S. Postal Service will come by your house at some time, pick up the letter, and put it in the mail. Several days later, we'll receive the letter, yep. and we'll know that you uh, you may be in peril, and we will respond. It truly is the most efficient way yes. to get a hold of us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Despite the internet and all these things, they still have not found... Smartphones. Yeah, they still have not found a replacement for sending a letter through the U.S. Postal Service. Nope. And they probably never will, Glenn. They never will. Nope. Which is why the post office is never in any danger of... Shutting down, down or no. losing funding. Losing no, ever. It's, a, it's always going to keep going. Mm-hmm. It's one of those one of those enterprises that just yep. keeps going on, yep. no matter what. Smartphones, computers, they're fast stuff. Passive fax, fads. fax machines, <laughs> teletype. Typers. You know, I, it's it's all water under the bridge. The post office, they're still there, right? Anyway, uh, you know, if, if, but if if that doesn't work out for you, maybe you don't have money for a stamp. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you could go to your local library. Then you could send us an email to howdy at gentleman.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could go to twitter.com slash gentleman. You could go to facebook.com slash gentleman. Uh, you know, any of those sites. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and speak with us. Have a conversation. Have a dialogue. You know? Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's sit down. Let's talk turkey. Uh, hopefully through the U.S. Postal Service. But if not, there's other electronic means, I suppose. Yeah, I, I do still enjoy the occasional chain mail. Mm-hmm. You know, like the send this if you agree with blah blah blah. If you don't send this to seven other people, right. there's you know twenty years bad luck. Twenty years bad luck. Yeah, your wife will leave you. And by the way, the a person that didn't send this letter right, yeah. fell into a ditch and broke her leg the day after. So, so yeah. your choice. Yeah, exactly. We're not telling you what to do, but, but if you don't want to die, look, if people out there, if you don't want seven years of bad luck, send a letter <laughs> to the Gentleman Podcast. You've been warned. This is we we had we had the similar experience. We were listening to another podcast earlier, and they told us if we did not tell our listeners right. that they had seven years of bad luck if they did not send a letter to us, then uh, you know, then that's 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 the breaks. You know, we would we would feel responsible. We would, yeah, we would. So we're really just looking out for you. Mm-hmm. So send us a letter, say hi, <laughs> and just avoid the seven years of bad luck. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Uh, Glenn, what what are what are we saying about this week's drink of the week? 
Well, before the show started, I begged Brian. I said, Brian, look, the last couple of weeks, I prematurely tried to talk about the uh, interesting tax in the week, you yep. know, instead of the beer, and yep. you've, you, you know, you, you chastised me on air, and then afterwards, you flogged me. Yes. Uh, verbally. Um, I'm and- so focused on the beer that I immediately, like, as soon as you opened your mouth and said something else, I was like, yeah. Yes. I need like a, a switch. <laughs> a switch. <laughs> right. So, yeah. No. No. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, but I beg Brian mm. to please, please let me take the reins One on the drink chance. of the week. All mm-hmm. right. Let me redeem myself. I don't know if that light at the end of the tunnel is a train or not, but we'll find out. Okay. Well, regardless, okay. I've took the reins. Brian and I handed over the uh, the controls, and I'm I'm today talking to <laughs> Yeah, so we're riding the express, and I'm talking about the drink of the week, which is brought to you by Boulder Beer Company. Now, this drink, um, I, the reason why I want to take the reins is because last week I toured the Boulder Beer Company and had this beer. Mm-hmm. And the beer in question today is called the Shake Chocolate Porter. Um, and before we talk about that, I would like to talk a little bit about the uh, the brewery itself. It is one of the, uh, it was the first microbrew in Colorado. Okay. And the 43rd oldest brewery licensed in the United States. So Pretty good. I, on the tour, they said there's like something like 500 or so um, breweries in the United States. So they're one of the oldest uh, breweries, oldest in Colorado, which is saying a lot because there's lots of breweries in Colorado. Um, yeah, there are a ton in Colorado for sure. Old, uh, microbreweries. Now, there are bigger breweries, but mm-hmm. anyway... Colorado is known for its beer. Yeah. And this is, uh, and this brewery, I actually, it wasn't my, my top choice to go tour, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. But once we went, I was actually pleasantly surprised. So, learned a lot about the company. Um, but uh, the beer, Brian, this is about the beer. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm not a big fan of chocolate porters or when they add chocolate to things okay. or this and that. But this, Brian, this captured my attention. Okay. And I want to share it. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, you said you looked up Beer sno- uh, beer Advocates uh, rating yes. for, for this beer. Indeed, Glenn. And they gave it a... What did they give it? An 89. That's higher than the goes, isn't it? Let me tell you something. Yes, it is. <laughs> but let me tell you something about this kind of beer. Chocolate Porter. Okay. okay. All right. If you go out and you look at the top 100 beers on beerstavvocate.com, uh, yeah, right. you will see that the majority of them are like chocolate stout, oak-aged porter... They're all the, like, super, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So, it's like the, you know, apparently the, the chocolate dark porter mm-hmm. beer variety is like the hipster yeah. brew yeah. or something like that. It is. You know, you know they have these trends. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, it, I'm willing to give it a shot, Glenn. Brian, I'm you right know, there with you. I was... I arms fo- wide open. Arms, arms wide, wide open. <laughs> clear eyes and full hearts. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so... I am right there with you. I don't I don't typically like you know. There's another local brewery that has. Um, you want to do that? Yeah. Uh, there's another. We're by the way, we're pouring these in the glass this time. I felt like it needed to breathe a little mm-hmm. bit to get that full experience. Okay. Um. But yeah, like I say, I, I'm not a big fan of the chocolate porters or chocolate anything's really yeah. or the coffee, the coffee, the mocha. Yeah. Just not not coffee, my thing. Okay, just coffee thing. Well, we had that Yeti, that Great Divide Yeti right. thing that was like cuz I went to I went with the express purpose of like, okay, I'm having a hard time picking out the drink of the week. I'm mm-hmm. going to go to the top 100 beers and I'm going to find one off the list and it was like all these chocolate oak-aged stuff that isn't in my liquor store. But then they had that Yeti yep. super big bottle thing. Mm-hmm. And that was the only one I was like, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember this now. The big bottle. So, anyway. So, yeah. Okay. Well, should we give it a shot and see what happens? Give it a shot. How many mustache twists? Oh, by the way, the price was $8.99. $8.99. So, a little bit more, a little pricier. It's right about middle of the road. That's good. Mm. I like it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For the uh, chocolate, chocolate kind of porter thing, it's pretty good. It's nice and subtle. There's a little bit of hint of chocolate in it, but not too bad. Yeah, the, it's not like they're putting Hershey's in it. It's actually like cacao nibs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's how they do that in the uh, the cold, cold, cold process. So this is like the um, this is this is very similar for me to like a not the taste of it, mm. uh, but 
to a hoppy beer, like one of these beers, like I'm probably not going to have more than two of them. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because then you start feeling like all yeah. weird. Yeah. Like there's this. It's, I don't know. It's don't not. Know a, it's not an easy drinker. Yeah. It's not. Um. It's, but. But when you are just having a couple of them. Yeah. Pretty solid. It's uh yeah. I would say this deserves an eighty a high eighty more than the ghost deserves a high. Oh yeah. From beer beer advocate. Um, Yeah, the hibiscus goes deserved like a thirty or something. Three, yeah, probably a three. A three, yeah. (laughs) Is that what we gave it? I don't know what we gave that. We were being kind to (laughs) it, blocking it out. Yeah, Yeah, because it's a local brewery. Hibiscus goes was they does not deserve. I think that hibiscus goes had what an eighty three or was it more? It was more eighty seven maybe or something like that. It was high. The I will say this: this tastes. Not as good as it did at the brewery. I think. Well, I think that's the that's the problem with with bottled beer, though. Yeah, yeah. Because like we have the local mm-hmm. Free State Brewery mm-hmm. here, where if you show up and you drink at the at the actual place, like if you go to the actual brewery and you have a beer from their taps, mm-hmm. it tastes way different yeah. than what you get in the bottles. And I I think I was reading. I don't know if it was Free State or it was uh, Tallgrass in Manhattan. Mm. I was reading something where they were saying, like, basically, like, yeah, well, you know, uh, think about it. I mean, at Free State, when you go to the place, like, you're just doing, you know, they're making one batch of beer for that. You put it in bottles, you're making a, it's a major, you know, it's for, like, thousands and thousands of, you know, whatever. So, of course, it's not going to be the same kind right. of quality. So It was pretty cool. When we went through the brewery, they had a, they had this section where they had, like, science, well, I guess you call them a scientist. He didn't wear, like, a white coat or anything. Mm-hmm. But they were testing, like, different... Oh, yeah. They have um, they have like this this place in the brewery called the the world the world's worst liquor store or something like that, and it's like super high temperature and um, like tons of sunlight and stuff, mm. which oh. is really bad for beer. So yeah. they keep it in there for a long period of time to see, see how, how it hope. goes. Yeah. So if, that's if pretty it, cool. If it's good in that store, yeah. it'll be good. In um, it's a pretty nice yeah. idea. It's pretty cool. It was it was really interesting. I really like I said I've, I've always shied away from this brewery mm-hmm. just because I. We were talking about this before the show. I can't stand the yeah the branding that they have the, on the it. branding. The packaging is bad. <clears throat> we're, I, we're design snobs. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I was telling Glenn that I tried the hazed and infused, yes. which yes. is another uh, kind of beer that they make. And I did that several years ago, and I, I didn't like it. Mm. And then I just put the brewery away and said, mm-hmm. "No, no more. You're dead to me now." Right, because all the all the the labels look they yeah. all look the same. And I'm yep. like, man, if this is all the guy got you. To offer, then right, you know, I'm moving on down the road. Me, yeah, right. No, it, it was uh, it was a good trip. I en- I enjoyed that brewery. Um, all right, Brian. So <clears throat> mustache twist, mustache twist, eight ninety nine. So okay. middle of the road in mm-hmm. price, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not the most expensive, definitely not the cheapest. What do we give? Okay, we gave. What's the highest we date did? The highest we eight point three seven yeah. okay. nine. Okay. okay. I'm thinking that this deserves like a 7.9. Really? 7.9? I was going to say 7.5. Really? Mm-hmm. Staying lower? Okay, so maybe mm-hmm. average that out to like a 7.7. Sure. I would say, yeah, 7.9 if it was cheaper. Yep. But 7.7, yeah. It's it's like an 8.5 at the brewery. I'm trying to look at <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to look at it from the context of the kind of beer, like the type of beer it is. Right. Like a ch- from, it, from the standpoint of a chocolate porter, which I don't normally have. Right. Uh, you know, it's a pretty good one. Yeah. So I would say, yeah. So I'd say that's fair. Okay, so let's go to 7.7. Okay, I like that, yeah. All right, 7.7 mustache twists on the scale. So go out. If you're interested in a good chocolate porter, if that's your kind of beer, if that's your bag, then go for uh, uh, shake. Wait, what is it called? Shake? It's like a milkshake. Oh, chocolate shake. Oh, okay. Sorry, Boulder Brewery shake. Bo- yeah, yeah. Shake chocolate porter. Yeah, they need, they need to do some work on their naming and brand like it's yeah, all it's i would you know we were talking about before the show how i wanted to go to we wanted to tour the uh great divide great divide Road, mm-hmm. which is probably my favorite brewery the the, the danger with great, touring the great divide brewery mm-hmm. is that you would uh get arrested for trying to steal too much i would beer never or leave yeah exactly it's like willy wonka or something like that brian, like brian hey it's glenn can you uh ship yeah. my stuff to yeah. colorado i'm just gonna <laughs> stay here in this area um they make you sign a contract like willy wonka when you come in yeah like, you get nothing, nothing. <laughs> the everlasting beer stopper. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I, I so maybe it's best for the best that you Slugworth. went to. Yeah, <laughs> you went to the uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's best that you went to a, a brewery that you weren't that into. Yeah. You know? Probably. Yeah. But um, anyway, I, I like it. I think it's good. I would recommend mm. it for this kind of beer, for sure. Yeah. Um, so anyway, all right, Glenn, let's, uh, now that we got that, the book on that closed, let's yep. move on to some interesting posts to gentleman.com in the last week or so. Okay. Do you want to kick it off or you want me to go? I can, I can do this. All, all right. right. So starting, starting things off right, Razorback, yet again. Hmm. Wow. Razorback. This may be one of his best ever. Man, I it's tell you what. It's tough to say that, but I think it is. Uh, lots, lots and lots of, yeah. Th- th- this one just kind of, it's hard to wrap your mind around. It's called the pepperoni pizza cake. Mm-hmm. Now, what this is is Pillsbury, which is awesome. Right. This is from the official Pillsbury website. Pillsbury.com. Yeah. Has a recipe on how to make a pepperoni pizza cake. And basically what it is is you're just stacking like five pepperoni pizzas on top of each other. Yes. And baking it in the cake style and then you slice it up like a cake. So you if you can envision, you know, like a three-layer cake or something, oh this gosh. is like a four-layer pizza. Oh man. Um yeah, um, what's amazing is that one of the commenters on the post, uh, Jake Lonergan, said that his wife actually has a recipe oh, really? for a pizza cake, Oh wow. but this one looks better. Mm. So, anyway. I want to say about this, that every time my birthday comes around, Glenn, you know, Ooh. Laura, I, I, I always cook Laura a cake for right. her birthday, and she does the same for me, which is very nice. But every year, she asks me, like a month before my birthday, like, what kind of cake do you want? And I'm always kind of like at a loss because, like, you know, I like cake a lot, but it's hard for me to pick a particular one that would be the best. I think I have my mind made up on what needs to happen uh, for my birthday next year. This just looks – it's one of those things that just looks like the worst thing ever and the best thing ever at the same time. I think it could be the best thing No, ever. no. I'm Sorry, I phrased that wrong. It, it would be the best thing ever, but yes. after you ate it, it would be the worst thing yeah, ever. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, yeah. But – don't let that, you know, taint this. Hey, I, the way I'm looking at it, Glenn, if you have one hunk of this pizza, mm-hmm. it's like having four small slices of pizza at once. Yeah, or so. Yeah, I, okay, yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, as long as you pace yourself, it should be fine. Sure. But yeah, kudos for Pillsbury for being kind of self-aware. Yeah. And uh, smart, their- smart uh, social... Um, you know, marketing going on here for sure. Yeah, it's gotten uh, fifty six thousand shares on Facebook. Okay, well, mission accomplished there. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's awesome, and I assume it's using like their products and everything like that. Really yeah. good idea to kind of um, spread word about, get some social advertising going on, and it's an awesome recipe that you can make at home. Right. So anyway, check out podcast.gentleman.com if you want to follow that recipe. And make yourself a pizza cake. Brian, I, I wanted to say a quick update. Speaking of recipes that mm-hmm. we've featured here. Oh, yes. Last week gotcha. you featured the beer steamed cheeseburger mm-hmm. by Razorback. Which we well, both agreed looked amazing. Right. I have an update. Yesterday, for the Royals playoff game, Oh. I pregame meal was the beer steamed cheeseburger. Wow. I um, <clears throat> So explain how you made it. Well, it was kind of a last second decision. So I had, it was a game time decision. I had hamburger and I was like, you know what? Let's do this. Mm-hmm. I had I had extra cheese. I had hamburger. Okay. Um, so what I did was I fired up the grill, kind of watched the video parts of the video again. They right, right, right. Reacclimated mm-hmm. to the, um, and I took my cast iron skillet out there. Um, I didn't have a topper for the cast oh, iron skillet, but yeah. anyway. And also another wrench in this little plan was the only beer I had in my fridge. We'd been gone for a week. Was a s- single solitary pumpkin ale. Ooh. So I okay. rolled the dice. Right. I chucked it in the the pan mm-hmm. and let them. Uh, I, I seared the, the burgers in the grill both yeah. sides and chucked them in the cast iron skillet. Mm-hmm. Put the beer in there and kind of let it simmer and cook a little bit. Mm-hmm. They were great. Really? Okay. Yeah. One thing I will say is that you get really got to season the meat. Um, well, yeah. so yeah, but that's like you know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't I didn't enough. It was a little bland on the inside. Mm-hmm. But uh, Brian, okay, well yeah, because I saw that recipe and I wanted to try it myself. So. Got to do it. All right. It's, well, ju- it's the juiciest burger. Oh. All right. Well, that's good to know. Yes. That's good to know. Okay, so now I have to try the pizza cake recipe and the uh, beer steam beer beer steam burger right. recipe. The, both, both of those, though, are really good for you. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know. Well, I mean, you know, hamburger, beer, um, mm-hmm. you know, 
You get, you get your grains. You, yeah. And you could put uh, like tomato on there or lettuce. So yeah. you're talking about a salad almost, you know, with it. Do you, do you have it? Do you know people in your life that like try to justify what they eat by like saying, yeah. oh, this fits in a food? Like, yeah. you know, I got I got a piece of cake here. So I'm getting my, uh, there's wheat yeah. in that, you know, because it's made with flour. And it's and it's a lemon cake. So I'm getting some fruit. <sighs> yeah. And, uh, I actually know people that literally think that way. No, it's amazing. I, I, I think a lot of people do that. I think, it, but I don't think it's their fault. I, think I don't that, either. I think that they've just been kind of ill-informed about about stuff. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that happens a lot more than more than people realize. I think. I was. I know this guy. I was eating breakfast with him, and he always gets the same thing. Right? He always gets this uh, pancakes with like the like the <laughs> super duper fruity pancakes with like. Uh, I don't know whipped topping and like oh, yeah. the the the. Um, it's like a dessert. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. And it's got berries on it, stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I was like, you always get this, you know? Why? He's like, well, it's you know, it's a little healthier. I mean, you uh, you have the fruit, you know? So I'm getting my fruit there, and uh, you have the cream. So you get your dinner. And I thought he was joking. Yeah. And uh, and I kind of laugh a little bit. He looks at me a little funny. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess you're, I guess you're right. I guess I didn't see it that way with before. the butter, with the butter, uh, right? Uh, the dairy, um, you know, maple uh, syrups made from uh, trees. Yeah. So there's. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I, don't, I, you know, I think it's I think it's too bad because people make decisions like that based on thinking that they're like, right? You know, like it's good for them or something like that. Right. So they're not really even getting what they want. You right. know what I mean, yeah. Like, you might as well order anything off the menu, you anything might. that you want, because it's just as bad for you. <laughs> it's you not. Know? You're getting no nutritional value. Get the pizza cake off the Get menu. The pizza you know, cake. Might, might as well. Hey, we should pitch that to a local pizza place. Yeah, the pizza cake. Yeah, it's good. Good birthday time celebration thing. Oh man! Well, or just anyway. in general, or just in general, have people order it. I'd be, I'd be good there. for parties. Pyramid. Yeah. Oh man. Pizza cake at pyramid. Oh. Too much of a good thing. Oh nonsense. Could be a bad thing. Yeah, it could. Uh, speaking of too much of a good thing, could be a bad thing. Uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> this article that was posted by Nicholas, our good buddy Nicholas, who mm-hmm. posts awesome stuff on gentleman.com all the time. Uh, much like Razorback, um, mm-hmm. awesome gentleman uh, user, and Nicholas posted an article about uh, the title of it is "Why Steve Jobs Didn't Let His Kids Use iPads." And basically, the article is kind of centered around um, just a one-off quote that Steve Jobs had. Uh, a reporter, when Steve Jobs was alive, asked him, you know, and just kind of said, "Oh, they mu- your kids must love the iPad." You know, uh, Steve Jobs is kind of notoriously private about his family and his mm-hmm. kids and everything like that. But he did remark uh, in this one situation that they don't. They try to limit their, the kids' exposure to technology, essentially. Which is kind of interesting when you think about Steve Jobs. Yeah, he said they actually hadn't used it. Yeah. They hadn't used the iPad. Right, right. Um, so it's kind of an interesting article that you know, you'd know think that these guys... And it goes on to talk about other tech people in Silicon Valley that are kind of famous and keep their kids kind of sheltered away from technology a little bit. So, Glenn, I mean, you're a dad, so yes. you, you probably have some experience with this. Right. right. So, well, little kids and technology is like a moth to flame mm-hmm. right yeah they love it they right. my daughter's like a little like phone panhandler she'll go around to all the relatives like hey can i play on your phone oh, you know yeah. when you're not looking and yeah. we have to it's it's a constant struggle because we we try to do the same thing and in this article it talks steve jobs said went on or they they, they had somebody else the silicon valley yeah ceo or something mm-hmm. that basically said you know who had kids and said yeah we, we limit our technology time because and people say that's kind of hypocritical like how could you do that you know you and he's like well because i've seen the effects of it right i'm I'm around it all the time i understand why this could be a bad thing right and i I mean i'm kind of in the same boat i use the computer all the time most of my waking day Mm -hmm. unfortunately and fortunately i mean yeah it could be worse it could be working in a coal mine yeah um but but the thing is is that you know and, and so we try to limit we try to limit the screen time for my youngest daughter is too young, but our the oldest is very much into playing games on yeah. iPhones and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so we have to really cut back and yeah. watch it. And even watching TV and stuff like that. It's just hard. I didn't realize it until I saw your daughter playing with, you know, like an iPhone or something like that. It, it just, it, there's something about it that's a little bit disconcerting because yeah. it's a very mindless kind of, yeah. you know, scrolling through stuff and like whatever. It's almost, I don't know if it's because... It's weird to me because I grew up without that kind of tech available. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, maybe it's fine and maybe it's just, you know, whatever. But kind of when you see that that kind of like robotic, like just kind of zoned out, like, yeah. you know, t- you know, it just seems kind of weird. 
and it makes you wonder what's going on there, you it, know? Like, you know, if you ever watch kids watch TV, it's mm-hmm. like the same thing. Or watch anybody watch TV. Really. kind of zone out, you there's, know? There's yeah. no... You know, there's studies on, like, neural paths and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and, like, mm-hmm. the activity going on in people's brains when they watch TV, and there's, like, nothing. Yeah. yeah. Or but if they're reading something, it's way different. And yeah. So, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I... I uh, Good for good for Steve Jobs, you know. I mean, the one thing about this article that makes me just a little bit suspect is that um, I was actually I happened to be reading this other article this week about Jack Dorsey, yeah, uh, famous uh, Twitter and blo- he was a blogger that he founded as well. Yeah, blogger.com, Yeah, yeah. So he there was this article that was kind of interesting to me that came out, and this is kind of a phenomenon that I'm I see all over the place on small scales. Where people try to pick apart every part of Steve Jobs right. and try to emulate it in some way. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and this article was all about how Jack Dorsey got obsessed with, and I don't know how accurate that is, but they were basically saying that he would re- like just read everything about Steve Jobs and then try to like kind of try to be that same guy and how it was like a flawed way to look at life. It's interesting to like kind of read somebody else's take on things and then try to like see if it makes sense to you and then try to you know maybe apply parts of that to your own philosophy but the I, I, there's this whole weird Steve Jobs worship thing going on like and I, I see it all the time just in my day to day life and kind of like you know managers and stuff like that trying to like trying to you know they read like one article about the guy and they try to you know emulate that and it seems kind of silly I mean you know, yeah. Know. Everybody wants to be the gunslinging commando. Yeah, who doesn't have to answer anybody and gets yeah. it done no matter what. Yeah, but the problem no, at all costs. But the problem with that is that Steve Jobs was like obsessive and worked his. I mean, his. I worked so hard at being able to do that. Not only just day to day, but his whole life leading up to that whole thing. So I mean, yeah. you can't emulate that by just thinking that you're the. You know, by just flipping a switch and trying to pretend like you're that guy you know? he could back it up yeah because exactly. he was steve jobs right exactly yeah. <laughs> there's just you know i don't know so anyway i i was just i was reading this article and i was thinking about that where they just like picked out one quote from steve jobs and they're like this is why steve jobs never did this and it's like well but maybe he did and he was just you know <laughs> it was just one article and it was you know right like also, it's all about context, right? Yeah. There may have been a, you know, I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. You know, you just don't know why people do things mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. And so exactly. trying to take their reasons and their actions. Exactly. And, and shoehorn it. Yeah. He said, like, they haven't used it yet or something like that. And it's probably just because it was, like, right before the, the iPad came out. And he was like, <laughs> no one can, you know, like, even, his family doesn't even know he's working yeah. on it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, so anyway. Yeah, it's interesting. I If if I had kids, I would be I would be of that mind that I would want to keep a close eye on how much uh, they had access to that stuff until a certain point. Until a certain point where I wanted them to get more involved. Because my first, I mean, because I do like programming and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And my first exposure to that was a personal computer at home. Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. So, I don't know. Yeah. They're, yeah. When they're little, though, like there's studies that show, you know, we talked about mm-hmm. before the age of two, it's not good for them to watch TV yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah. And, which is really hard to do when you have a, a, oh, a toddler or not yeah. a toddler, a, a small child who, yeah. three year old who wants. The to only watch thing that you would want to do is like put them in front of the TV and be oh. like, sit there for you know, yeah, quiet. Go like, it's quiet. I'm gonna go take a nap now. Yeah, yeah. I can understand how that would be a difficult. Yeah, thing. but um, parenting is hard, and don't let anybody ever tell you that it's not. No, that's true, Glenn. So true. So okay. true. Uh, you know what else is not is is somewhat true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this uh, this this uh, article posted by Kyle two seven four six one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's the twenty seven thousandth uh, four hundred sixty first Kyle on our site. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, he this interesting article. Somebody put together a little uh, infographic, and it's the idea of it is how much does it cost to be to be Batman in real life mm. then and now uh, from when the comic started and how it is today, Glenn. Right. M- Mashable put this together with. Uh, they cooperated with Samsung. It looks like what? Yeah, if you scroll oh, down, this is, oh, that's weird. What? Where did it say Samsung? Oh, if you could scroll down to the actual infographic at the bottom, um, maybe it's just an ad for Samsung. I don't know. How, where's the Samsung at? Uh, right here. Oh, and <laughs> <laughs> the small, yeah. It just says it's for me because they made this. Okay, it's funny because. <laughs> 
It's funny because we get a lot of emails about infographics. Right, right, People right. trying to like promote their infographics. Please link. And so they made dear this, webmaster. Yeah, they made this. Uh, they made this infographic, and then at the bottom it says Samsung Galaxy X S four. Right. So maybe they're not. Maybe that's just in a head. But usually how this works is they Samsung pays Mashable a ton of money yeah. to build, they, yeah. they they make this infographic and say, "Hey Mashable, would you put your name on this and we'll pay you a bunch of money and put it on your site." Yeah. Um but regardless, it's anyway, pretty it's still awesome. But we're talking about it, so it must have worked. It, it worked. Well done, and Samsung. 28,000 other people agree with us. Yep. So um so anyway, the, uh, the 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 infographic is all about the price between 1939 and 2013. Mm-hmm. Of being a Batman then when, that was the year Batman first came out I'm guessing yep. and then Batman now and it's interesting obviously the numbers are completely fictional just like Batman clearly yes. um, but the the one problem we had Brian was the residence fees yes. uh, the Batmobile 18 million dollars I can see that seems a little low on the low side for me low really a custom made custom designed car you remember in Top to your specifications, but yeah, but do you remember in Top Gun where where uh, Maverick, you know, doesn't he get in trouble and he's like, and the instructor's like, "That's a ten million dollar jet, son." Blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. So yeah. that was in the eighties. That was that's the a 80s. manufactured product. That's this true. Is, this is custom. This is a one-off custom vehicle that you have designed and built for yourself. And it's not like he's like, "Hey, Honda." Yeah. You know. Uh, okay, so eighteen million dollars. We'll let him uh, slide on. Sure. That. Okay. okay. Batplane sixty million dollars. That seems again a little bit a little bit far fetched. A custom design, custom built plan. Hey, for but you. it's Bruce Wayne. Maybe he's calling in favors. Okay, so let's just say those numbers are accurate. Because I don't know. I don't know about the going price for a custom design car. What about, what about the Bat Cycle? Uh, One point five million for a cycle seems okay. That seems pretty legit. Okay, I mean because you that yeah, it's a custom designed motorcycle basically. I could see that. Wait a minute. Under the gadgets category, the Batarangs are a hundred dollars a piece. No way. Well, it's some kind of like, isn't there like uh, GPS or something in there? Or like, well, no, no. I'm saying it's low. Oh, low. Yeah. First of all, a like, custom yeah. boomerang in the shape of a bat that mm-hmm. actually works like a boomerang okay. that probably has GPS in them. Yeah. If it's the one from uh, the first Batman with Michael Keaton. Oh yeah. You know he Where flips just, it out. Yeah. And you know yeah. it's got the str- the the line attached to right, it. Right. And he's like programming in where he wants the people to get hit at. Yep, you yep, know. Yep, yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay. That's got to be way more than $100. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, kryptonite, $25,000. That seems on the low side. Yeah. I don't know what the going rate is anymore. You know, I, I don't know. It's a pretty rare pretty mm-hmm. rare um, thing to, to get a hold of. So, um, I don't know. I don't <laughs> You've know. You've seen kryptonite. Uh, oh, at the very bottom. bottom. Yeah. Uh, okay. But here's the outlandish part. Okay? Yeah. And Glenn pointed this out earlier. Uh, Wayne Manor, $444,000. In, in 2013. In 2013. Not 1939. 2013. So my question is, I've seen the Batman movies. I've seen the way that they portray Wayne Manor. Mm-hmm. $444,000? That makes literally no sense at I, all. Actually, I just had an idea. Okay. Maybe, maybe that that the Batman series is actually set in a cornfield in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Okay, I could see that being a four hundred thousand yeah, dollars manor, maybe in the cornfields maybe. in Iowa. Yeah, I still think soybean, soybean. Even, so uh, even if it was in western Kansas, out <laughs> by the oasis, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, still four hundred. It seems like it should be more like twenty million. Alfred, any crime today in western Kansas? Yeah, seriously. No, sir. <laughs> um, Blast! But the Batcave underneath fifty-four million dollars. Again, oh, maybe that's like a tax write-off. Oh, okay, so, so he's like, house. oh yeah, my house is only four hundred forty thousand. Yeah, the Batcave, yeah, which probably no isn't reported. It. Yeah, exactly. Probably in a tax a shelter. Under the yeah, under the. Roof okay, the, I see what you're doing, okay. Batman. Wait, well done, Bruce Wayne. But anyway, back in back in 1939, all Batman had was Wayne Manor, the Batcave, a ten dollars suit, a six hundred dollars Batmobile, and some rope, a smoke grenade, batarangs, and a hand glider. That's it. Six dollar battering. Mm. So I think the point of this is that he has a lot more gadgets now, and they're more expensive. How I much was Robin? Hmm. Good point. You can't. You can't put a price tag on loyalty. Brian. That's right. That's right, Glenn. Four hundred forty-four thousand. <laughs> 
Uh, no, I don't know. It's 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 a it's a good it's an interesting thought. I the the funny thing that I thought about this article was, uh, you know how that like all these companies now when you're reading through an article, you get through the first couple paragraphs, and they try to like entice you with some other similar similar article to get yeah. you to, like click over. See also, see also, how much does it cost to be Spider Man? <laughs> yeah. So this isn't the only infographic they made. They've made it for the Hulk, Spider Man, uh, Batman, Superman. How much does it cost? It must be a hit. Because people keep talking about it, like us. I guess, yeah. Jackasses like us uh, keep talking about it, so they keep churning them out. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, uh, there you go. So we're, uh, we're we're part of the problem, people, not part of the solution. No. We keep t- we're, we're talking about it, and it gets posted to our site. So. And I, and I got a, an, an interest of full disclosure, Brian. I have to credit the the manor uh, four hundred forty four the the eye-raising price tag on that mm-hmm. was actually brought to my attention from the comment by Chris Campbell mm. on the actual tag. So, oh, okay. Um, he he oh, said, I'd yeah. like to meet the real estate agent that helped Batman get a $440,000 uh, <laughs> That's a steal. That's yeah. a steal. It is a steal. That is, that's but I like, your, I like your idea that the Batcave, I'm mm-hmm. using air quotes here, $54 million. Was $54 million. You know, maybe I should do something like that. Yeah. Start digging underground. If I want to expand, I'll just go underground. Yeah. And then when the tax guy comes around, I'm like, I don't know. The house hasn't changed in like 30 years. I don't know. You know? But then I've got like five levels underneath yeah. the house. You've got like your own bunker. Yeah, exactly. A little oh, shelter man. down there. I don't know. Anyway, it's a good thought. I'll explore that. Okay. Maybe get some plans made up or something. Digging would probably get hard once you get to the limestone. That's true. That, you know. Well, it's like the back cave. It's surrounded by stone. That's know? true. But it's a cave. Yeah. It's I an actual put a cave out the back. Yeah, but, but I mean, it was a natural cave. Mm, well, you know, I yeah. don't know. I don't know, Glenn. I don't know. Uh, the other thing I don't know about Glenn is this. Mm, I think it's the. Uh, is it the uh, hot button topic? Um, and this is this is kind of a, this is an interesting one, Glenn, because this mm. is going to be like a dual both toast. And hot button. Topic oh at the same man, time. we're and gonna I, do this. And I know that some people out there are like, "How can you do a toast that's also a hot button topic? It doesn't make any sense." We're about to blow your mind. But Brian is gonna take pleasure in this toast slash hot button topic. I, I do. I, you know, it's not. I, I sincerely wish this guy the best. I really do. And I really, you really wanted him to have a contract extension. I think. Okay. I think he, you know, I think he got the short end of the stick. I really do. All right, Brian. What's so? Our, what's going on here, Glenn? Okay, so. What's our Glenn and I are living in, we, we both live in this town called Lawrence, Kansas. And Lawrence, Kansas, uh, specifically the KU football team, has been in the news recently because they let go of, they're the first team this season to fire their football coach, basically, right? Oh, is it three games in? Three games in no, the season. No, uh, four. Four. After the fourth game. After the fourth game, they fired uh, head coach Charlie Weiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Weiss is kind of notorious if you're a football guy, uh, you know, had a lot of success with the Patriots. Uh, what, what did he do after that? He went to... He basically coached Tom Brady. He was a quarterback's coach for yeah. Tom Brady. Then he did that's Notre Dame. Three. Right. Then he went to Notre Dame and had a... Mm, he then got, he got let go. Yeah. Uh, then he went to Florida as an offensive coordinator. No, Chiefs. He went to the Chiefs and had Florida. an incredible year as offensive coordinator as the Chiefs mm-hmm. um, in the NFL. Yeah. He brought Matt Castle. He got him a... Uh, I'm pretty sure he went to the Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Um, and we had a great year. Yep. And then, then he went to, but it, he only stayed one year. Then he went to Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he came to be the head coach of KU football. Then he then he landed here a couple years. So ago. he was here for just just over two years, and uh, it was not a successful tenure. It was I not. would say he was uh, um, how many games did he win? Four, four, five in th- five. in two in a third year. Yeah. So not a particularly success. Okay, but here's the question. <laughs> here's the hot button topic. First of all, well, there's two two aspects of this. First of all, he only had two seasons to get it turned around, much like the guy before him at KU, mm. two years. Mm. Um, and then there's also the aspect of firing a coach mid season. Right? Is that a good idea? Is that a bad idea? This is this is a weighty discussion for it me is. because yeah. I'm a KU fan and Brian right. is not. So Brian has no skin in this game. Yeah. Um, but well, while Charlie Weiss has been there for two years, Bill Snyder's been at K State for what twenty seven years. Or I think so. Like yeah, is K State? Okay. Do they have a good football program? I can't tell. I, I haven't heard. You know. Well, that's, we're not talking about no, K-State, we're not. Right? We're, we're, we're not. talking about KU and their look. I'm I'm a glass full kind of guy. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I uh, I think that this is 
while I hate that you know it's terrible for the program and everything, I think firing him halfway through the season, probably in that instance, was probably the best thing. We weren't going to win any more games. I, I yeah, I, I even told. I think I told you that I think the best thing they could do. I, I told. I didn't think that they would do it. Right. But I said, like, objectively, like, the best thing that they could do Mm -hmm. is fire Weiss now and let that assistant guy take over. Give him a shot. Give him a shot and see what happens. In this case, the assistant is a guy who grew up in the town, went and played high school football in the same town. Played college. Played college at KU. And then he was the offensive coordinator under our Orange Bowl. Oh, no, defensive coordinator under the uh, Orange Bowl winning team Mm -hmm. in 2008. So the dude has been around and knows football and loves the Like, he's just a a homegrown guy. Yeah. So he deserves a shot. Yeah. Well, and he's been around to see some of the, you know, the turnaround that happened before because KU had been bad. And then former coach Mark Mangino made them into a decent team. And he was there to be a part of that. And so... I, I think it's a good move because I think in this instance because I think he is passionate about being here. Mm-hmm. He's excited about it. Mm-hmm. He's excited about it. Um, and also, uh, he immediately said that he was going to he's gonna he's gonna do what Mangino did. Yep. He's going to focus on the day to day small improvements of the individual players, which is exactly the the Mangino plan is the Snyder plan. Yes, yeah. essentially. I mean, that's exactly what it is, uh, which is the right thing to do. I mean, he said that he's kind of seen that that turnaround before at KU, so there's no reason why they can't do it, you know. And that's what they're going to yeah. towards doing. So, I, I think in this situation, it's the best possible scenario. I think in general, when I saw it, saw him, that they changed the coach kind of mid season. From the outside looking in, it doesn't look like a good proposition because you're you got yeah. It's going to be months before you can actually hire somebody else if you do end up hiring somebody else. So right, um, it's a gamble, that's for sure. But it sounds like in this situation they were concerned with trying to let this guy get a shot at you know what he could do with the team. I don't think it's really fair to give a guy nine weeks and say right. like you know how did he do because that's well Charlie wasn't going to win any more games no. right so if this guy doesn't win any more games is he a worse coach yeah or is he better yeah. i don't know you know right i think so Brian we're talking about so we're we're local guys and this is kind of a local story but mm-hmm. this has happened on a national level oh, yeah. and a bunch of different programs yeah uh on a macro level so my wife asked me we were talking about this uh this you know the the hiring the or the firing you know part of the way through the season she said why would why would uh why would somebody do that why mm-hmm. would you do that yeah why not just finish out the se- finish out the season and I was explaining to her that f- football in general there's a lot more weight behind a football program at a university typically than any other sport because it's such it's has the potential to be a huge revenue generator for mm-hmm. the school yeah and so and it's, in this case as well the politics the university politics the local politics between you know maybe the coach did something to cheese some big wig big wig off you know mm-hmm. like you just never know it's more than just winning football games it's yeah. i mean if he was winning football games it would be a problem but exactly. it's it's more than football mm-hmm. it's the whole university's they're they're riding the, the the football horse basically. Here's the thing though. I think it was the right thing for them to do right now in this situation. Hiring Charlie Weiss was a terrible idea. Yeah, uh, that was a bad call. I mean, say what you will about Turner Gill. I think he if they if he would have had time, I think he could have gotten things going in the right direction. But um, Turner Gill was a former coach before Charlie Weiss at, at KU. But who mm-hmm. um, was also given two years. Here's the thing. He was also given two years. Here's the thing. You cannot turn a football program around two years. You can't turn one around three years. It takes five years, man. Like, it, you, you have to give somebody five years. I think it was clear that Charlie Weiss wasn't going in the right direction right. at KU. And that's fine. Yeah. What I'm saying is... We're regressing. <laughs> until people... I mean, I was reading an article today about Glenn Mason, who's the other recently successful KU coach. And in his first three years, I think the most games he won was like three games in a season or something mm-hmm. like that. In his first yeah. three years. So it takes four or five years before... No matter who you have, you know, and I, uh, so there's certainly a lot more that goes into it. Like you said, the politics. There's also things about the athletic director sees right. behind the scenes. He's close at practice. He sees things that fans don't see, that journalists don't see, and stuff like that. So there's that whole aspect of it. But I don't know. It's a tough call, man. I, I think unless you can commit to a coach and give him five years to do something, you're never really going to know uh, what the what the real story is. So, but it's a gamble because then you're invested somebody. For that amount of time, and if if it's wrong, then you lost five years. You know that's you know right. 
I don't know. It's and it's the stakes are so high now. You know what exactly. I mean? That's what I was. Yeah. With conference realignment right. and all this stuff looming. It's like if you make one wrong step, all of a sudden you're not that attractive of a school to have in the conference. You mm-hmm. know, maybe somebody else steps up and has a great football program or has a great you know football basketball scenario or something like that. So uh, I don't know. It, yeah, it's it gets trickier and trickier the more money kind of flows in that because it, you exactly. do kind of have this sense that we kind of hit this golden era of football. Like in basketball and college sports, that'll never be the same. Mm-hmm. You know, as much stuff is flying around now about paying players and right. players getting hurt, and you know, scholarships and you know all the stuff that goes into that, and you kind of feel like, wow, this stuff. It, there's just too much going on here. All the money that's pouring into it. It's there's too much going on here to make it to have it work. Too many outside. You know? Yeah, there's influence. just too many influences to make it. You know, it's 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 got to break at some point. It's getting know? harder for coaches to you know string to have time to string you know together winning programs to build winning programs. Yeah. Come a full circle here. That's like Charlie Weiss at Notre Dame. I mean, he still his overall tenure was I don't remember. The, it was like fifty fifty. It, the it was it, he was it was still a winning. Yeah, he still had a winning record. Let me tell you something. I could coach the University of Notre Dame <laughs> in football and do pretty good. You probably good. You, you know, probably could. Uh, they have some pretty good athletes up there. I don't know. Uh, is it is it easy to recruit to Notre Dame? Yeah, I don't know, man. Okay, uh, it's. Mm. I'm just saying. So anyway, yeah, no consensus on that. I think. Some, I mean, I think KU did the right thing with getting rid of Charlie Weiss. Now, I think he was dragging the program down, and I think he needed to go. But most of the time, I would say two years is not enough. Give the guy four years. You know, you got to give him yeah. four years. That's it. You know. Uh, it's tricky. It's a it's a slippery slope, though, man. High stakes, a lot of influences, like you said, the it's donors pushing people around. It's just and, weird. Yeah, I don't know. There's no allegiances. There's no. no. It's it's all it's a business. It's a lot like Friday Night Lights, man. Yeah. <laughs> there. All of a sudden, JD McCoy shows up. You yeah. know what are you gonna do? His dad comes in with the quarterback coach. Right. Man. Or Voodoo Tatum. Voodoo Tatum comes in. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't all know. Right. All right. Okay, so but I do before we go, mm. I wanna I wanna toast Charlie Weiss to Charlie. We barely knew you, Charlie. We we knew you well enough, Charlie. Well enough that you could go. We knew we knew enough of you well enough. Mm-hmm. But other parts of, of you, you, we knew well enough. But the majority. But parts of you, we didn't. Parts of yeah, but probably that's probably the best that we didn't know that part. Brian, we're 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 getting some rain. Yeah, outside. we are. Storms are rolling in out here. By the way. That's one perk of living in Kansas. The weather is never going to stay constant. No, it's true. Always changing, Glenn. We should get a sponsorship from the... Uh, National Weather Service? Well, that or the, the Visit Kansas... Uh, Visit the Kansas the Kansas Tourism... That would uh, be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that'd be cool. Oh, uh, okay. So, I'll talk to some people. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll, call, we'll call them up. Okay. See. Um, okay, Glenn. Mm. It's time for uh final segment, the uh, questions from the gentleman mailbag. Yes. Uh, Glenn, and uh, this week, uh, this is a pretty benign one. Benign? Pretty, okay. Yeah, I would say after the hot button topic, we got to bring it down a notch. Mm. Just be kind of... Tippers flared. Yeah, exactly. Got a little heated there for a second. I, I was, you know, getting getting really, you know, worked up about it, you know. I can tell. Um, I can tell. So, but, okay, so this question is, uh, what is your go-to late night snack so like you're sitting on the couch maybe you, maybe you had a light dinner or something you know you're watching a movie you're like oh I could go for a snack you know what, what are you going to grab from the cupboard or what are you making you know for yourself to snack on late at night alright well there's a couple scenarios okay um, the ideal scenario mm. if I don't have if there's no constraints, let's say I'm I'm living by myself. Oh, let's say I'm, my wife and kids are out of town. I'm not going to wake anybody up. Okay, I order gotcha. pizza. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. I love pizza. Yeah. Let's just, I just, I love it. Right. Yeah. Or you know, we've talked about guilty fast food pleasures. Mm-hmm. McDonald's, man. Yeah, McDonald's twenty four hours. Oh. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But but if I'm going to go to the cupboard, mm-hmm. uh, bourbon. No, <laughs> there you go. no. Uh, I'm going to go to the cupboard. Uh, I, I was I was having a hard time thinking about this mm. because it's usually just whatever's there. Yeah, okay, you know that's, good. that's valid. Yeah, because I can see I, that. I, I, I'm usually, the cupboard and see what's going on. Right, I'm yeah. usually craving something that's never yeah. there, so I was like, mm. eh, I'll just eat some crackers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no. yeah, what about you? Okay, so I hadn't thought about the whole like ordering or going to pick something up thing. I cheated. Yeah, no, I, that that's valid because I mean I've definitely done that. Mm. 
especially with something like Pizza Shuttle, oh. with like the late night, you can just call them anytime. I mean, they're open to like five in the morning. We can call we can them right like, now, Brian. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Hang on one second, folks. <laughs> Hello, Pizza Shuttle. Eight, four, two, yeah. one, two, one, two. Um, so, so yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Uh. I, I have thought about taking the drive over to McDonald's mm. late night, mm. many a time, Glenn. Mm. But you know what stayed in my hand? Hmm. The fact that it's three in the morning, right? And I start thinking about there's no one in there other than the workers. Right. It's three in the morning, right? How stringent are their cleanliness standards at three in the morning with no one, with no one's looking? You know. It's one thing during the day right. when everyone's around, all the people hey. are in there. You can easily Dude, see in the back. How many patties do you think I could fit in my pants yeah. right yeah, now? Seriously. Right? Exactly. Right? So I start... They're frozen. Woo, it's cold. Yeah. I start running through these scenarios in my mind. I'm like, ah, maybe I'll just wait till tomorrow morning and go to McDonald's breakfast. You know? So that's my... I, I've thought about that. I, I will... I'll do, I'll run he ordered through. a Whopper. Yeah. <laughs> I've done the drive through late at night thing before, but no, the, you know, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, well, maybe I'll just back off at that. Pizza Shell is different because I've been in there. There's always people in there, always, and the, the oven is like it's like yep. right by the like right by the counter, hmm? and they're just like slinging pizzas through there. They the don't have time. time to mess around. No, there's not. It's a, it's a McDonald's. Total, yeah, they they got plenty of time. They got time. So anyway, it's all too pretty. much time in in my estimation. Too much time on my hands. <sighs> um. So, but okay. So. As far as like in the cupboard, okay. Mm-hmm. I always, ha- I always have, I always have a secret stash. Oh, of my, you know, of you know, one or two snacks that mm-hmm. I, you know, I mm-hmm. need to have just in case. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm here. Maybe I can't sleep. You know, right? I'm sitting here. I can't sleep, and I need. I'm hungry. You know, I need something. Yeah. You know, whatever. Okay. So, but okay. Here's the thing. I have a couple of mainstays okay. that are always in there. Okay. You know, but then I have, I have like a one floater. And that's like, you know, it could be like, it, it kind of cycles. Like okay. sometimes I'm into, I'm really into like this one thing. Okay. And then like a year later, it'll be like something completely different, you know? Okay. So, so the, the mainstays, okay. These are, these are not necessarily what I have all the time, but I, it's like, these are my go-to snacks. Okay. Corn nuts. Ah, Number one. Okay. Corn nuts. Okay. Uh, corn nuts, regular style or nacho cheese? Nacho cheeses. Both yes. are excellent. Mm-hmm. And I've. Enjoyed them on many a road trip and many a late night. Not a barbecue man. And I don't like the barbecue. Okay. Okay. No. 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 Okay. I don't know. Ranch. Uh, no ranch. Uh, ranch okay. is kind of iffy on okay. my. Okay. okay. I, I like the nacho cheese. That's about as far crazy as I'm going to go with the okay. corn nuts. Uh, the other one are combos. Oh, combos. Man. Pretzel combos. Pretzel cheese combos. Okay. Or pretzel pizza. Combos, oh, the pizza combos. Pizza combos. Pretzel. Because they also have a cracker oh. combo, which I don't like. But the yeah. the. The, the pretzel ones are, are legit. Okay, so those are my two, like, definitely, like, if I'm going to go to mm. a, like, say I'm going to a quick trip tonight, I'm definitely going to pick up some combos or some corn nuts. Mm. But, so, right, like, recently, what I've been really into, which mm. I always, now I always have in my cupboard all the mm-hmm. time, Pringles. Pringles. Yeah. That's a solid choice. It, it's, I, either the original, oh, it's exactly like the, uh, it's exactly like the corn nuts. Either the original or the cheddar cheese. <laughs> either one of those. I branched out, I tried the pizza ones. Not so good. I tried the buffalo style, buffalo like wing style. Yeah, the pizza ones are kind of, uh, they're kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, the buffalo wing style ones are not good either. They're like super spicy and like you can't eat. I don't know. Once you pop, you can stop those. The, yeah, the yeah, buffalo the, wings. You yeah. will, you will, you will stop. stop. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But the uh, the the original and the cheddar cheese. I'm telling you, those are those are like my. I, at like two o'clock in the morning, I'm going to be like popping that can. I can tell you that much. So you you sparked my imagination here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't even think about gas station fare. Oh, that's okay. a big one. Yeah. So we should just name this. What's your go to gas station? Go to gas station. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Snyder's of Hanover uh, Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo's the Buffalo style uh, uh, pretzel bites. Yeah, the pretzel bites. Really? Oh man, that is. I used to get like their mustard, like the mustard flavor. Or the something. mustard's good. Yeah. I would try the buffalo. That, that oh, have you not had those? Oh, dude. I could try that. Yeah. Oh, gotta get those. And then um, the uh, oh gosh, I just lost it. There, oh oh oh, uh, uh, Ritz bits. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love Ritz bits. Ritz bits are good. Yeah, yeah. Those, so, are, those are good. Those are good. Those are good. Yeah. Those are good. That's a good. That's a good late night snack. And speaking of convenience stores, I have to say that <laughs> my top convenience store of all time is Quick Trip. Yeah, easy. 
if there's any any convenience store within ten miles and there's a quick trip like twenty miles away, I'm I'm holding out till quick trip. You're not alone because every time I go into a quick trip, no matter what time of day or night, it's bumping. Mm-hmm. Like that place is. Mm-hmm. It, there's it's like a party in there. Yeah. Well, I, and you, <laughs> I, the one here in Lawrence, they just installed this new like bakery thing <laughs> yes. where they have like pizzas and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I don't need to go anyplace else ever again. Like you know, that's it. You got pizzas. You got like taquitos. That's all I need. Have you Corn ever nuts. had? Have you ever had a Casey's pizza? I, I never have. I've seen them. Casey's is like a another. It's a gas. Store. It's a local gas. Well, I don't know if it's local. It's probably Midwestern. Midwest gas station. Yeah. Some of them make pizzas. My sister used to work at a Casey's in, mm-hmm. in my hometown that yeah. made pizzas. Is it good? Oh, really good. Awesome. Yeah, really? it's yeah. really good. Maybe actually, maybe I'm just remembering it being good. I need I to try kid. one. I need to try one. It's really smart because what these people did was they had these convenience stores in all these kind of small towns, right? And these small towns didn't right. have you know pizza huts or anything like that. So they thought, well, we'll just install a our own pizza place mm-hmm. in the convenience store and then we'll be both a fast food place and a you know so you already have half the in- infrastructure pretty 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 wise thing to do there yeah they um, have, they have great pizza okay well i'm gonna try that then and okay. it, and you already you immediately have the monopoly on pizza in the town mm-hmm. so exactly a little big horn there <laughs> yeah, um, yeah so so anyway all right Glenn. that was a good mailbag that was a good yeah, mailbag Brian. yeah i've got i'm hungry now you know? I am too. Yeah, and I got to drive home. Well, yeah, well, and I'll give you some Pringles for the road. <laughs> no, please don't. See, my problem is, is that I have to buy small. I will just eat the whole thing. Yeah, I'm just. Mm-hmm. I just like many a night. Junk food. Have I sat on the couch with a tin of Pringles and thought, "Oh, I'll just have a few," and then like, bam, you know, tossing the can over, like, well, well, <laughs> Should I go to the convenience store? <laughs> Wishful thinking. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I see what you're saying there. It is dangerous. My t- my metabolism can't. I'm not 18 anymore. Right? That's right. Oh, those are the days. Oh, yeah. Let's have a moment of silence for 18 year old Glenn Ugh. and Brian and Brian. <laughs> um, yeah, I could eat two pizza shuttle pizzas and uh, ten of. No, I never did. You could eat two pizza shuttle pizzas. I definitely. I always ate a whole one every time I ate. You know. Oh I'm man, saying. I had a buddy. I had a roommate who bet me that he could eat two Chipotle burritos in a city. That's worse. I was with him and his like his good friend from high school. Uh, and he wasn't going to... like He got halfway through the second one. He's like, I can't do it. I'm going to... This is going to be awful. And his friend just like... It was kind of embarrassing because he was making a scene in the in the restaurant like, "You've got to finish this. This has got to happen." Like, and he it was like really it was like a personal yeah. And then you you're, you you he, yeah. And he was like, "Oh," and he got like to the last bit and he's like, "I just can't." And the guy was like getting irate. He's like, "You've come so far. <laughs> You've got." And he did it, but then yeah. Let me tell you, Glenn. You're my friend, and I will never force you to eat two Chipotle burritos because you that's just to. not. That's not right. I love Chipotle. I, I do too. It's I, good I could eat two. Yeah. Well, that's I, not. I, I mean, I'm metaf- metaphorically. Yeah, like, you like, know, like, no, yeah. Like I see what you're saying. Like I love not it so much. But yeah, right. I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. But I, I would try. I, my money would be no. Oh, you can't. But <laughs> how I, much money are we talking, <laughs> Brian? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Maybe maybe next time we will we'll talk about that. Yeah. Maybe maybe next podcast we'll just uh, it'll be a challenge of me eating two burritos while you just talk about things. <sighs> I love Chipotle. Depends on what's on the burrito, though. That's that's the thunchpin. I mean, mm, yeah, he had like two steak burritos with. I mean, that's that's just that's just yeah, it's it's a terrible idea. Let's just oh call yeah, it, it was. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm um, not, oh I'm all hungry now, Brian. Oh no, I didn't have much for yeah. dinner. Okay, well, there's always pizza shuttle, Glenn. <laughs> there is always pizza shuttle. Uh, and you know what else there always is? The Gentleman Podcast. <laughs> and that was uh, episode twenty-eight of the Gentleman Podcast. Twenty-eight. We're yeah. we're approaching our thirties. Yeah, we're getting we're slowing down a little bit. Yep. Pizza shuttle isn't going down as quick as it used to. <laughs> <laughs> you know. well, at least we regret it quicker. Yeah, regret it quicker. We're sitting on the couch, roll. You know, wondering what happened to our lives. Sitting somewhere else. Yeah. Yes, it's. Uh, well, you know, we can't be eighteen forever, Brian. That's true. So we can't be evergreen, Glenn. Nope. Time to get over the hill. Brian, all we are are dust in the wind. That's true. It's true. It's very true. Hmm. All right, Glenn. Well, so that was episode 28. Uh, looking forward to episode 29. It's going to be awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I Law of Averages says it's going to be awesome because we've had 28. We're going to have a winner. 28 lackluster episodes. 
29 probably <laughs> it's gotta be good it's gotta be good you know? somebody but, somebody's gonna like it yeah exactly someone someone out there yes we've gotten so much hate mail everybody mm. hates the podcast somebody out there is gonna like it mm-hmm. I think sometime and we just keep doing it yes we just gotta keep doing it and then maybe mm-hmm. I don't know all right, Glenn. Well, um, all right. Well, we'll look forward to episode twenty nine, uh, and we'll we'll you know we'll just keep on going. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We'll we're going to do this if nobody's listening. Well, no one is listening, Glenn. I mean, come on. Well, that's what I'm saying. We're right. We're going to keep, keep doing, doing this. Doing yeah. Okay. Well, that's decided. All right, Glenn. Well, <laughs> ta-da. I am uh, I am Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sansbury. I think we think. <laughs> ourselves for listening to this because there's no one else out there listening to it so we thank ourselves Jeff Goldblum um, on the off chance that somebody listen to this right now we thank you too deeply from the bottom of our hearts and if you're still listening get in touch with us send us an email say hey we hated the show hey we <laughs> like the show uh, you know why are you guys so weird whatever your questions are yeah. let us know but seriously, thank you for listening, yeah. and thank you for participating on Gentleman.com. Mm-hmm. It warms our hearts. It, it does. It fills our souls. It really does. And I've got tinglies right now. I do, too. That's so, true. It's so Just true. thinking about it. It's true. Okay. We're lucky guys, Brian. We are. We are. We are. We really mean that. So thank you, guys. Uh, we will catch you next time for episode 29. Have a good night, everybody. See you next time. Drive safe.